Blog Talk Radio. The Bay Area Sports Show starts now. Just a loyal fan, trying to do the best they can. I'm not afraid to take a stand, take a stand. Now your host, Danny Golden. What is up, everyone? 10.30 on Saturday night, the 22nd of June, 2019. Danny Golding here with you. Got some things to talk about tonight. We will start with the Warriors and the NBA draft as they drafted guard Jordan Poole in the first round with the 28th pick. They also drafted forward Eric Pasco, forward Alan Smilovic. Get into that. Um, see, my YouTube live thing is not going. Let me reload that. Apologize for that. Um, but yeah, Warriors had a decent draft, in my opinion. A lot of people were not happy that they did not take uh, Bull Bull, the son of uh, former Warriors center Manute Bull. But he also got passed by a lot of teams, so you can't really blame them for not going that route. And let me welcome in my co-host Nick here on the Bay Area Sports Show on Blog Talk Radio. What is up? Hey, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Bay Area sports fans. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Happy, uh, appreciative of uh, Danny letting me co-host. And, uh, yeah, just happy to be here, ready to get into it. Yeah, yeah, we got some stuff that we can get into tonight. I know you have a lot of strong takes and a lot of strong opinions that you'd like to, to share right. with us. Yeah, so, so what you, wait, what were you getting uh, into before I called? Um, just the, the just this draft overall. Like, I mean, to be honest, I don't really watch a whole lot of college basketball, so I couldn't really, like, analyze it a whole uh, lot. NBA draft? Or, yeah, or just the Warriors draft specifically. I mean, it, as far as the whole draft in general goes, Zion went one to the Pelicans. And we kind of – I mean, not much happened right. that, like, we were surprised about. Um, Suns traded – Faded down, and but I mean, not a whole lot happened. It was really probably worth worthwhile. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I'm. I hate that. Uh, that you started off with this. This is the one area where I will uh, probably disappoint the uh, the listeners. I have no. I I think I read the guy's name. The Warriors took Cool. Yeah, and Jordan I guess he's from Michigan. Or was it Michigan State? I, it was a uh, regular Michigan. It was it was Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't study. I study. I actually, shockingly, I study the MLB draft. I study the NFL draft. I do not study the NBA draft. Um, I've seen a few college basketball games, of course. Like I, I've seen Zion play. I've seen Barrett play. But. Uh, Honestly, this was like the first year I didn't even really watch much of the tournament. So I uh, I don't have an – I hate to say it, I don't have much of an opinion on anything the Warriors did or the Kings did. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm ignorant on this subject. So this will be the one subject I'll be ignorant on unless you bring up, like, golf or something. But, but yeah, I don't have much of a, much of a take. Uh, from what I hear, he's uh, – I, I kind of did a little reading. I, I guess he, I mean, Michigan was a strong team this year. I think that then they, they made it to the elite eight, I believe. Right. Uh, I mean, Michigan State, I, think, I mean, you, to be honest, I don't really follow the tournament a whole lot, but if I remember correctly, I think that was Michigan state that did that. Uh, or maybe Michigan, I don't know. I forget how, I don't know how Michigan did last year, but I think it was Michigan state that won. Like kind of went yeah. far into it. Well, I know uh, 
I know in the regular season they were for a while there they were like number one. Michigan was, and then you saw that the Cavaliers hired Michigan's coach. I forget his name, uh, but he's uh, the Cavaliers hired Michigan's basketball coach to to coach the Cavaliers. So he comes he comes from a strong program. Uh, I'm guessing yeah the Warriors were picking late, if not like one of the latest in the first round I believe. So, um, you know they found they found Draymond in the second round. They back the Warriors have been pretty good at finding some talent later in the draft. Um, Kevon Looney I believe he was I think he was either a late one or a, a two. Jordan Bell. And then obviously Draymond was a was a steal, um, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. They have a they have a good scouting department. We'll see what happens. But yeah, don't have well, much of a take. On, I haven't seen the kid play. I don't either. Um, I did look at YouTube highlights of him. You seem pretty decent. Like I heard a lot of fans, uh, a lot of callers on like the local radio shows compare him to uh, Swaggy P. Nick Young, um, who. He like when he played for the Warriors, he did not do a that's whole lot. That's not good at all. Yeah. I hope that's not I, true I mean, because yeah. Nick, Nick Young yeah. is one of the worst one of the worst players I've ever watched. So uh, I hope that's not true. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I don't really care. I'm a I'm a Kings fan now. Uh, my loyalties have changed, as you know. I've told you about this. I've told our, our listener, Too much money, huh? JD and Sacktown, about this. I am. I bleed, I bleed the purple. Um, I respect the Warriors. I still follow them. Obviously, they're in the fucking finals every year. But uh, oh, I can't swear. I'm sorry. I'll uh, I'll cut my bad. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a Kings. Whatever you want. I'm a I'm a Kings fan now. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe Jay when JD calls in, he can let us know who the Kings took. But, uh, yeah, I didn't pay any attention. I didn't even watch the draft. I have a question, actually. So, did you hear about what the Kings announcer, Grant Napier, said on his radio show about DeMarcus Cousins, by any chance? Yeah, I heard. But that's, like, from a few. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was... Maybe I didn't hear it. No, I heard something else. Well, I've heard a lot about... Grant Napier, if you remember correctly, earlier this year, Matt, you remember Matt Barnes on the yeah. League League team? Yeah, oh yeah, and he of course. Played for the King. He played for the Kings recently, yeah. and he uh, he lit up Grant Napier and said that uh, if he sees Grant Napier in the streets, it's uh, it's green light. So I don't know, maybe <laughs> JD can fill us in on Grant Napier. He seems to. Uh, seems to have problems with a lot of players. I don't know what his deal is. I don't listen to sports radio out here. Um, I guess he's he's a play-by-play guy for the telecast, but maybe it's the thank you. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm ignorant on the subject, but uh, but yeah, I didn't hear. What, what did he say about Cousins? Well, actually, it's kind of... I wish I had it on my switchboard. It's like kind of a funny audio. I could even just play it through YouTube up on computer. It's kind of some funny... Uh, some funny stuff. Um, and actually, the Matt Barnes thing, I saw a YouTube clip of that, too. He it was, That was on an Instagram Live where, where he where he just yeah, he's called talking out to Steven Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Steven Jackson. Yeah, Zach Jackson. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the audio of it. The if there is any player in the NBA that should be and about how they treat athletes as opposed to people. It's DeMarcus Cousins. This guy is the rudest, crudest, most vile player that I've ever been around in my 31 years of covering the NBA. He should not be honest in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't have the form, shouldn't have the form, and is the worst possible person to ask a question about the fans. I have witnessed not once, not twice, not 10 times, not 20 times, not 30 times, not 40 times. I have witnessed over and over and over and over and over again to 
Marcus Cousins cursing at fans for no reason at all. I've seen him curse at women. I've seen him curse at people at the airports. I've seen him curse in front of ladies that have nothing to do with the sport that he's playing. For him to be talking about the fans, shame on him. Shut the hell up and for once act like a freaking professional. You got run out of Sacramento. You got run out of New Orleans. And I'm telling you right now, you're getting run out of Golden State because they're tired of your act. And if you don't believe me, just wait until the finals are over when you hear about how they were glad to get him out of Golden State. And there you have it. Well, gee, Grant, tell us how you really feel. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty strong. It seems like um, I know, I know that uh, Demarcus had a, you know, Demarcus, you know, he, I think he's a little misunderstood, but he definitely. Uh, here's the thing. I think a, a guy like him can have a bad, few bad nights, and we've seen not really with the Warriors, but we saw it with the Kings and even the Pelicans that he's got a, he's got a quick fuse. He's, he, he, he racks up a lot of uh, technicals and ejections. Um, so I don't know what happened with them. It seems to me like he probably, you know, went off on Grant um, after a bad game or a bad night and Grant took it personally and then he gets on a soapbox. I don't know. I think Cousins is a good guy. You know, he doesn't get into trouble off the court. Um, I don't think he's a good fit with Golden State, though. I don't – with their the type of offense Golden State runs, I don't – and I think you could see that in the finals, even though he was coming back from injury. Um, I don't think he's a good fit for what they try to do. The uh, the Warriors need a center that's, like, more passing-oriented and, and – uh, Cousins is good. I mean, he's a body down there, and he's he's got skills. But I don't. I just don't think he's a good fit for the Warriors. So I don't think uh, they will re-sign him. I think he'll go somewhere else. That's not a knock on Cousins. Like I just think I just think his skill set is better suited somewhere else. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about Quinn Cook. Also, I. Like, I feel like they should try to trade him for some value, but if they can't get any value from him, I think they should keep him next year just because, like, if they're in need of, like, any talent. Well, I, get, I like, think they're going to have to – they're going to have to keep Cook because I think Livingston is going to retire. So, and the as we saw with the injuries in the finals, the, one of the Warriors' biggest problems was depth. They don't have much depth. They need to uh, – We'll see what they do with uh, Durant and Clay and all that. They need to improve the bench. Um, so I don't think uh, – I don't know if Cook's a free agent or not. I don't know his status off the top of my head. I would keep Cook if I could. I mean, he's had, he's had, he's had uh, some moments where he I – don't, I don't know if he's a starter, but he, he can play. Uh, he didn't yeah. have a very good finals. But, uh, but he has moments where he can get hot. I would keep him. But they need bench. They need a bench. They need a you know Iguodala's great off the bench, um, defensively. But they need. I, I mean, you could see the problem in the finals was when Clay, when Durant went down, and then especially when Clay wasn't playing. You know, defenses collapse on on Steph, and they need somebody that can score. So uh, I I don't think getting rid of Cook will help that. Um, We'll see what the Warriors do. I wanted to get into the rumors. Uh, J.D. and Sacktown before the show was telling me the rumors are that Kevin Durant, the Warriors are going to do Kevin Durant a solid and sign him to a Supermax deal and then trade him because Durant yeah, is pro- yeah. he's probably not going to get a Supermax because of the injury. Like He's probably going to miss most of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um. First off, I think that's – I'm not a Warriors fan anymore. I think that's stupid because even though, like, it's a good gesture, I guess, and you want to help Durant out for, uh, for uh, you know, getting it out and give it, giving it a go. First off, I would keep Durant. Like, they need Durant. Like, 
we saw what happened. Like defense, when defenses can hone in on Steph, like he's not, he's not a threat. Um, you know, they're without, especially without Clay too. But without Durant, they're not the same team. They're probably like a a forty-eight to fifty win team without Durant, and then without Clay, they become like a forty win team. Here's the thing, and I, this is going to be one of my strong takes. Steph Curry is overrated. Draymond Green is more important to the Warriors than Steph Curry. Steph Curry is talented, and he's had moments, but he hasn't had moments in the finals. Steph Curry turns the ball over too much. Steph Curry is not a true point guard. Um, he's, a, he's a unique player, sure, don't get me wrong, but he's not a true point guard. He turns the ball over. He gets cute with the ball in crunch time. He tries to cross everyone over. He trusts his handles too much. And then as we saw in the finals, you know, he's really, I mean, people say he's a lights-out shooter. I don't, I think Clay is a better shooter than Steph. I don't think Steph, Steph can get hot. And I think that's what clouds people's opinions because he'll hit like a, he'll hit a three from like, you know, 28 feet and he'll hit a few of them in a row and it'll be on prime time. And then everyone will start saying, Oh, Steph Curry's the best year. It's not like he leads the league in three point percentage. You know, he's up there, but he doesn't lead the league. I just, I don't think he's as good of a shooter as everyone says. And the other thing too is he can get to the rim, but he can't finish at the rim. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Steph Curry get to the rim on a crossover and then have his shit blocked or not finish or miss the layup because of the contact. He's small. He'll always be small. He can't finish at the rim. Now, he has moments where he's a good passer, but that's nullified when he turns the ball over so much. If you Draymond Green is the best passer on the team. That's the funny thing. Draymond Green, you know, people give Draymond a lot of shit. And he's got an ugly shot, and he has moments where he's dirty, I guess. But but he's the best defensive player on the team. He's the best passer on the team. He's the best rebounder. He gives it his all every night. Say what you will about him. He's a baller. Steph Curry is not a baller. He's a good player that's in a great situation. So if the Warriors – sign Durant and then trade him, they better make sure they can still sign Clay too. Because if they lose Clay, they're in trouble. Big trouble. Now I'll agree that Steph has like struggled in the finals. However, I'll disagree with you for the reason that like if somehow if the Warriors traded Steph in twenty twelve instead of Monte Ellis like, and I was a big fan of Monte Ellis back then, and, like, even still am now. But if they would have traded Monte instead of Steph, they would not have three rings right now. Well, yeah, but that's because Monte was terrible. I'm not saying Steph is terrible. I'm saying he's overrated. Monte, Monte didn't play defense, and he was – the only reason people thought Monte was good is because he took a lot of shots. Monte wasn't very good. I'm not saying Steph is bad. I'm saying he's a good player in a great situation. But you can't, I mean, let's look at the facts. Like, he has not got it, gotten it done in the finals. And if you remember game six, even when Clay went down, without Draymond Green, that becomes a blowout because Steph was cold. Draymond Green made play after play after play to keep them in the game on defense. Plays that don't show up in the box score, especially that one play that I was talking about the last time I called in when the Raptors had the ball and they were up by one and the shot clock was off and he, Draymond's defense forced that turnover. Draymond created a last-second opportunity for the Warriors to win game six, and they gave the ball to Steph. They ran a play for Steph and he missed. And as my friend Javian Sacktown reminded me before the show, he's now 0 of 8, 0 for 8 
in game-winning shots in the in the playoffs. We have JD on the line right now. Um, we also have um, Corwin on the line right now. I tried to stream both of them to talk to them up the air to see if they just wanted to talk or just wanted to listen, but my thing um, loaded did not load on me good, and so I wasn't able to do that. But JD, I assume he wants to get on the air. Let's put him on real quickly and see what he wants to talk about. What's up? You guys got me? Yep. Yep, that's true. Um, Danny, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple things. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on first, why does Steph Curry, if Steph Curry is such a great player and such a superstar, why does he defer to Kevin Durant? Why does he, he, he's glad to be the number two guy. Like you would never see Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or the, the legit superstars in the league ever concede that top dog status. Steph Curry's like, hey, that's fine, Kevin Durant. You want to come and run my team that I've been on for years? Fine. That, I have no problem doing that. Why Why do you think Steph Curry is well, the beta? Well, to be fair, and uh, I know you asked Danny, but I will say there is one precedent of that, and that's when uh, – and I agree with you mostly. I will just play devil's advocate when LeBron joined the Heat Dwayne Wade did do that, although Dwayne Wade was at the tail end of his career. So, well, yeah, exactly. I think he is doing because, in my opinion, now Kevin Durant is. If he were, be it'd be because Kevin Durant is one of the best players like in the game. But no, he's the best. I think he's it'll be always Steph's team. Like even if KD is the best player in the NBA, just because of like how long he's been on this team and how he's been on this team when they sucked and was able to turn it around. But I don't think that either Steph or Katie cares about whose team it is. They just want to win championships. Like that's all they let care me, about. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. If the Warriors signed Durant to a Supermax and they decided not to trade him and they, and I know this would never happen, but if they decided to get rid of Steph, and they traded Steph, and they found, like, some middling point guard, like, say, Rubio or something, the Warriors would – and they so if they – basically, if they got rid of Steph and they kept Durant, the Warriors would still win 60 games, and they would still go to the finals. Now, right now, if they keep Steph and look like what it looks like they're going to do, and they – sign KD to the Supermax and then trade him. I mean, I guess it depends on what they get for him. But if they get rid of KD and keep Steph and it's Steph, Clay, Dre, and then a mix mash of, you know, who knows what, I know they won 73 games. I don't think they'll win 60 games. I think they'll win 50 games. I think they become a three seed three to five seed instead of a one seed, and I don't think they make the finals. I really don't. And then, uh, Danny, I had a second question for you. Uh, are you. Are you there? You got me? I got you, yeah. I'm trying to make sure this – tr- I have some um, – my friend in the chat on the YouTube live that I'm just trying let to him, live. Let him go, dude. Just let him go. Um, yeah, go. I'm going to ask you my question here, and then I'll, I'll take my answer – off the air, why does Aisha Curry look like Heinz Ward? <laughs> if she looks like Heinz Ward, you wouldn't you wouldn't tap Aisha, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he dropped off. <laughs> maybe if if Heinz Ward was a hot chick, then maybe I don't know. Uh, let's go to uh, our friend. Uh, I'd rather uh, for the uh, for the record, I would uh, I would definitely. Uh, Pick Steph, Steph's uh, mother over his wife. I, I I agree. Steph's mother is is pretty attractive. I I would agree with you there. Are you there, caller? Hey, what up, Danny? What up? Hey, Corwin. Oh shit, man! Is that the Rock? What up, man? What's up? Oh, dude, long time no talk, man. Yep, yep. So what's up, Danny? Ugh. We're all just chilling. What you talking about tonight, man? 
I mean, like you're talking a little bit of Bay Area sports, man. But like, let's let's get a little bit more broader into the spectrum, man. I mean, this, let's let's talk a little bit more about you know a little more you know a little more than fucking Bay Area sports. Let's talk a little bit more broader than that, man. You know. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's only an hour show. I kind of like I have the intro set up as that, but hey, you're the caller. You can talk about whatever you talk. He's got about. a he's got a good point. We wasted uh, way too much time on the Warriors. So, uh, Corwin, uh, tell tell us what's on your mind, bro. Ah, man, dude, I'm just I'm just waiting for fucking football season to come back, man. This this fucking season is gonna be insane. I'm ready. You know, we got ourselves a new coaching staff. We got ourselves a new quarterback. I'm not too sure about. Yeah, Broncos. We'll let's talk about is. that. Let's let's talk let's about go. the Broncos. Uh, actually, I'm glad he brought this up because the Broncos hired Vic Fangio, and I know Danny doesn't remember him because he barely pays attention. But Vic Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator during our Harbaugh years. Vic Fangio is a defensive mastermind. He's the best defensive coordinator we've probably ever had. Um, I'm truly rooting for him to succeed, unless they play the Niners, of course. But, you know, you guys know what I mean. I'm truly rooting. And I actually want to bring I actually want to bring this up because I've only told a few people this. But um, a few years ago when I was working a shitty retail job, and this was – Shit, I want to say it was 2016. So Vic, Vic had already left the Niners by then, and it was in the off season. But um, he still—I don't know if he still does—but I guess he still lived in the Bay Area uh, from his time with the Niners. And he actually came into the store I was working at, and I immediately recognized him because I'm a football autist, and I've watched so many of his press conferences when he was with the Niners. And he's got that unmistakable Italian mobster look. And uh, I played it cool at first. You know, I was just doing the transaction at my shitty retail job. But then I grew some balls and I asked, I was like, hey, you're Vic Fangio, right? And he goes, he goes, yeah, how, you, you follow football? And I said, yeah, I'm a big Niners fan. And he's a really nice guy. We talked about a lot. I didn't ask him anything too crazy. Um, he did tell me that, Harbaugh got sabotaged by Balky, and he told me that Alden Smith would have been one of the best pass rushers of, of all time if he had not gotten into trouble. And he also uh, he was a stand-up guy. He uh, he took the blame for the Super Bowl, um, which is hard to do. I mean, who who the hell am I? I'm just some you know retard working at a retail place, but he. And I didn't even bring the Super Bowl up, but he brought it up and, and said that was his one regret from San Francisco. If you guys remember, the uh, the Ravens put up a lot of points on us. And uh, wow, he expressed yeah he ex- he expressed his uh, disappointment in how the defense played in that game. And uh, and I didn't even bring it up, so that just shows you the kind of guy he is. And uh, I'm really he's a you know. And uh, I've met a few, not celebrities, but, you know, sports people in my life. Some people don't want to talk, and I get it. But uh, here here this guy was. All he was doing was buying uh, some chewing tobacco and uh, just a really stand-up guy. And um, so I'm really rooting for him. And uh, we'll see what he does. The Broncos brought in Joe Flacco the guy that beat him in the Super Bowl, funny, funny enough. Um, right. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But the Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos took, the Broncos took Drew Locke in the second round. Now, Drew Locke was my favorite quarterback in this draft. I didn't like Haskins. I didn't like Daniel Jones. I think I'm forgetting someone. Um, but uh, Drew Locke, Played in the SEC at Missouri. He uh, he lit it up. He's got a he's got a top notch arm. I'm not sure who the Broncos' offensive coordinator is, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Locke wins the job. I don't think Flacco has much left, and 
I know they signed him for the veteran presence. You know, you can't just go into the season with just a, a rookie quarterback um, on the depth chart. But I think Drew Locke will win the job, and uh, we'll see how the Broncos do. They're in a tough division with the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Raiders. Jesus Christ, what a what a what a disaster Oakland is right now. It's going to be hilarious. I brought. I brought this up on the show last week. I can't wait for Hard Knocks to to witness the the catastrophe on TV. It's going to be the best hour of television ever. Every week for what five or six weeks. It's going to be great. But uh, we'll see how the Broncos do. the The Chargers and the Chiefs are are looking good too. So uh, it's a tough division. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, if old Vic gets them to 10 wins and sneaks them into the playoffs. Wow, dude, that's a crazy story, dude, man. Yeah, because after seeing some of his press conferences, dude, he seems like a pretty chill dude. But now that you described that, you told me that story, holy shit, man. I'm looking even more forward to seeing him as, a, as our head coach. Well, the funny, the funny thing is when I would watch his press conferences with the Niners, he was kind of tight-lipped because – and. I think because Harbaugh ran, you know, Harbaugh ran a program, like they didn't talk to the media that much. So it was actually really surprising that he got in depth with me, like just out of the blue, like, you know, and all I did was, Hey, I rec, you know, it's not like I asked him anything. I was like, Hey, I recognize you. I'm a Niner fan. And, And he, you know, he decided that he was a nice enough guy to really get in depth. So, um, he's a stand up guy and his daughter's pretty hot. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, Vic Fangio was a great defensive coordinator, and I was mad that he didn't get the job over our, like over our Tom Sula. I mean, like, no idea what we were thinking then, but yeah, that was a gigantic mistake. Yeah. As by the way, you are listening to the Bay Area Sports Show on the Bay Bridge Sports Hub Radio Network on blogtalkradio.com. Should be streaming live on YouTube, but that ain't working for whatever reason. Um, you know, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk some uh, Giants baseball. I was at the game here in Arizona last night where they won 11-5 to against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Alex Dickerson uh, – his first game of the Giant as a Giant got a grand slam, and this is what it sounded like. High drive, right center field, it is out of here. He's making friends, folks. Oh, my goodness. Dwayne Kuyper with the call on NBC Sports Bay Area, the Giants TV network um thus with the giants you know it's been a down year but it hasn't been a year that's been like completely dead because of course they've been in the news with the whole Madison Bumgardner stuff the trade rumors are they going to keep him are they going to trade him unfortunately it looks like they probably will trade him at at this point but if they can get value for year number 10 by the way I wish I had a, an applause soundbite on the soundboard that I could play. Yeah, my bad. Carry on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, oh, and by the way, Kevin Pillar also had a two-run homer last night. And they got the win tonight, 7-4 uh, to four against the D-back. So, they took two of three out of this series already. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. Um yeah, they are still in last place right now, but with with the way like well, that, and Dickens, you know what, man? At least you guys got some wins. You know, the last couple of nights my team has been fucking walked off by the goddamn Dodgers, and we just got walked off tonight on national fucking TV. So you know what? You guys are doing okay so far. I mean, you guys are still in last place. You know, you still suck, but you know, at least you didn't get embarrassed back to back nights. Actually, uh, Corwin just jogged my memory. Actually, uh, I want to take the reins here. Speaking of uh, of baseball, um, 
Rockies are playing the Dodgers right now. They lost a uh, a tough one today on the walk-off to uh, Verdugo. Now, I want to bring up the game, what was it? It must have been Thursday, right? The uh, the last game uh, the Giants played in L.A.? Danny? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, they were down. The, the Giants were down. They were down nine to four, and then they made the comeback in the ninth inning. Yeah, and they lost nine to eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. So it's nine to eight in the top of the ninth. The Dodgers are up by one. We come back. We I think it was nine to four. We we score four runs in the ninth, and then it's nine to eight, and then we got a runner on first and second. And then Tyler Austin's at the plate. He lays down a bunt. Bellinger crashes in, and he throws it to third for the force out. And the ump called him out. Now, if you looked at the replay, he he was clearly safe. So the Giants, here's my beat. Here's my thing. I don't blame the ump because – it's a bang bang play in the heat of the moment. It's impossible to to get that call right for the ump. Like it's a bang bang but play. But the but let me but guess. here's they the thing. It up in New York, didn't they? It's the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. Bochi challenges it, and they don't overturn it. Now this isn't just baseball. This goes for football too. Because here's my thing. If you're gonna have replay. Get it right. This happens in football all the time, too. Hold on. Hold on. I think he's going to call us back. He, he dropped uh, real quickly. But, yeah, yeah. Instant I, know, I don't get that. No, but I know exactly what he means. No, shut up, Danny. Yeah, I know exactly what he means, dude. In football and baseball and, and hell, even in hockey sometimes. You see it in, in all kinds of sports that have video replay. They they'll, they they won't overturn the call because it's not 100% indisputable proof, even though it's right on fucking video that it is. And they'd be like, oh, well, we have to go with the call that stands. We got to stand with the call that was called. Bullshit. Especially when you have it on fucking film. You know? Yeah. Sorry, I got interrupted. I mean. Yeah, I got interrupted by my roommate um but yeah that that was my whole beef the uh you know those it, and like i was saying it's not just baseball it's football but this whole oh there's not enough evidence to overturn it no that's why we installed replay that's why we waste the time that we do doing replay like if you're not going to bother to get it right then stop it altogether Legit. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, if you if you're going to just waste like five minutes of the fucking game, stopping the game, reviewing it, looking it back over again, and then just to say, oh well, well there's not enough evidence. What the fuck? I mean, you just wasted everyone's time for nothing. Yeah, and I saw like and normally, like, of, like well, well normally I wouldn't I wouldn't even care that much because the Giants sucked this year, but I had a lot of money on the Giants to win that game. Now, if they had called back correctly, it would have been bases loaded, zero outs. The next hitter, Posey, hit a line drive to the warning track in center field. It was an out, but it would have scored. It would have been a sack fly. It would have tied the game. The runner from second would have moved up to third. Like, they they stole – they stole a win from the Giants, and I'm mad about it. And also, it seems like the Dodgers are always on the right side of these calls, and it doesn't make much sense to me. Like, yeah, Bellinger is a good player, and he's got a good arm, and but you got to get the call right. Like, everyone could see on the replay the guy was safe. Like, it was close, but he was safe. Like, if you're not going to change the call, then why do you have replay? And that's like another thing, like for the NBA, like 
the refs don't seem to utilize like replay as nearly as much as they should. So it's like, yeah, if you're gonna have it, then like make sure you get the call right. Well, like I said, Danny, you- I mean, if you're gonna waste if you're gonna waste like five minutes of everyone's time and stop the game and go to commercial and and do all this other stuff, then be sure that you're actually doing something instead of just saying like, oh no, well fuck it, we just we can't do it. And like replay didn't used to exist in Major League Baseball, and everyone was complaining about that. And but what everyone's like main complaint was if they were to utilize or if they were to introduce it would be that it would make the game longer and you know boring. But you know, so if they hadn't like if if you're gonna do it and like waste everyone's time, you know, get it right, obviously, because then you know you make the game a little longer. But hey, no one will care as long as you get the call right well i don't know i don't know i don't know if that's necessarily that was the issue danny is is whether it was going to make the game longer or whatever it's just it's just that it's not baseball you know what i'm saying it's not really baseball but you know but if you are going to introduce it like i said you have to be sure that you're actually getting the shit right and if you're not then just go back to not having replay anymore because at this point it's fucking pointless uh, well, I, uh, I, I I agree with with uh, Corwin because uh, I'm kind of old school, and uh, you know a bunch of these you know new school fans are all you know we need to bring in, you know they don't even want the umpire to call balls and strikes anymore. They want like you know a digital. Um, I'm old school. Like I think that adds to the game when an ump fucks up. That's part of the appeal of the game is somebody losing like a manager losing their shit on the ump and telling him he's going to fuck his mother and God knows what else. Like that's part of the appeal of the game. Like, you know, and the thing is like, like, you know, calls even out, like you're going to miss a call unless you're the Dodgers. I guess you get every call imaginable, but uh, you guys know what I'm saying. Like over the course of the season, it all evens out usually. And especially there's no, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're not even, if you're gonna have replay and then you're not even gonna get it right, anyways, then holy shit, what are we doing? Like, you know, it'd be one thing Honestly, if they got dude, it right, then we could have a discussion about it. But they're not even getting it right. So right, I was just gonna say, they're just doing it as a cosmetic thing, dude. They're not even really trying to do shit. They were just trying to appease the, like you said, the new school fans. Like, oh, we need replay. We need play. okay. Well, here's your fucking replay. It's gonna be fucking worthless, but here it is. Now, speaking of new school fans, now the whole the whole thing is Twitter. Twitter is full of these, uh, you know, social justice warrior, um, you know, communists. And they're all, you know, uh, this this ties into my let the kids play thing. The whole thing is, uh, you know, if a hitter hits a home run, you know, he can pimp the home run. And if the if the pitcher gets mad or if he throws at the hitter, then oh, he he's a scumbag and he needs to be banned from the league. No, 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 no. That's not baseball. Okay, baseball is if you give up a home run. Yeah, you messed up, and the guy got you. Now, if the guy wants to show you up, then you know bat flip, and watch it. You know, take his sweet time watching it, and take his sweet time rounding the bases. That's baseball. If the pitcher gets mad at that and he wants to, to give a guy, the guy some sweet chin music, then that's baseball. Like. You know, if Madison Baumgartner gets mad because somebody pimps a home run versus him and he wants to to fuck the guy up, that's baseball. Let it play out. If he loses the fight, he loses the fight. We're, we are pussifying baseball with this whole, oh, oh, if you throw at him, you you need to be banned for 50 games. Like the, what was the guy's name on the Marlins last year when he hit, he hit Ronald Acuna and everyone cried for like, you know, a week. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, oh, Ronald yeah, Acuna is I great. Do. He's a great. He's a great player. And yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the beanball hurt. That's baseball. Welcome to baseball. If you want to be a little shithead and pimp, 
every home run that you get and act like you're, you know, a Hall of Famer, don't cry when you get hit. And if you have a problem with getting hit, charge the mound. That's the that's the thing they don't get. If a hitter gets beamed, if he wants to charge the mound, he can charge the mound, and then you can settle it like men. Where where are we going with this? Like, oh, 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 if he hits him, you know, he needs to be suspended for the rest of the season. Like, that's where we're going. Well, has that actually ever happened, though? No, but that's where we're going. That's the trend we're going. It's like usually they only get like five games, but but like these new age fans are terrible. What do you guys think about the idea of having robot empires? By the way, that would like be able to get all the balls. Well, Danny, stri- we just kind of went over that. We, we yeah, just kind of went, went over that. that. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> we just literally went over that. What we're talking about now is these fucking faggots, these fucking faggots yeah. that are trying to literally ruin the, the game. Fuck them. And, and, I, and like you said, dude, if, if someone's going to stand there and intentionally act like an asshole, yeah, I have no problem with the pitcher going after him. Fuck them. Well, and that's the thing, too. If you guys remember um, Pedro Martinez, before he went to the Red Sox, he played for the Expos in the National League, so he had to hit. And if anyone knows anything about Pedro, he had a a history of throwing at people. And when he was in the National League, there were multiple times where he threw at someone, and then when he had to come hit, he got thrown at too. And Pedro was like, what, 5'9", if that? He was like one of the smallest pitchers of all time. But to Pedro's credit, he never backed down. As small as he was, if he got thrown out, he would charge the mound too. He was, you know, he was a junkyard dog. And now we're veering into this. Oh, you know, if you hit someone, you know, you are, you need to be, you need to be suspended. And then we get into this stuff about, you know, remember last year when, uh, when they found uh, all the old tweets of some of these pitchers and players and. Oh, yeah, you know, he was he was he was 16, and he called someone a fag. Like, oh, he needs to be, you know. It's like it's like these new age fans are terrible. Like, yeah. they need they need to be thrown out of a helicopter. Shit. I think they with Kyler Murray. They got they found tweets from him when he was 14, calling his friends queers as a joke. And I don't I didn't see anyone make a big deal out of it. But I know some people did because it was in the news. Well, that's because he's black, so he gets passed. Yeah, Red yeah right. <laughs> Red pill. Hate to say it. Hate to hate to bring that up, but uh, you know that's uh, that's exactly what happens. I mean, yeah, and, uh, now that we're getting now that we're getting into that, let's get into Nick Bosa. Now, the entire the entire not the entire, I should say, half half of the 49er fan base was ready to boycott the team because we drafted Nick Bosa. And the reason is Nick Bosa, I guess he comes from a conservative family. His dad is uh, probably racist, a uh, big Trump supporter. Now, I'm not even really a Trump supporter. I think Trump's kind of stupid. I think most of his voters are stupid. But at what point? Like, who cares what the guy thinks? If he can play, he can play. Like, do you think these players come into the locker room and the first thing out of the other teammates' mouth is, hey, bro, that tweet of yours, like, three years ago was pretty, pretty problematic, bro. We need to talk about that. No, no, no one cares about that. They come into work, and let's get to work. Let's win this championship. Nick Bosa was the best player on the board. If the, if I'll tell you this, if the Niners had not picked Bosa, I would have personally visited John Lynch and kicked him in the balls. <laughs> 
Yeah. Look, now, now here's I, the thing. No, they, they, these same people cry because Kaepernick doesn't have a job and because Kaepernick got flack for what he did. And I agree with them. I think Kaepernick should have a job because he's on the other side of the, of the political aisle, so to speak. I think he should have a job. I don't think he's starter material. I think Kaepernick should probably be a backup somewhere. But why are they going to let Kaepernick do what he does? And Kaepernick was way worse. You know, he wore the socks with the dead cops and, you know, the Fidel Castro shirt. He was way more in your face about it. You know, Nick Bosa, all he did all he did was tweet and have a few Instagram likes. Yeah, but and he's, he's never in a, you know, Nick, anything racist. Like, anyway, like... Well, and the other thing, too, is we live in this social media age. If Like, could you just imagine some of the older players from the older generations, if the if the public knew what they really thought about certain things? But we're in this age now where everything is... Oh, my God, yeah, like, fucking... Like, Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent, former Giants second baseman, great player, extremely racist, extremely homophobic. If, if Jeff Kent played in today's age, he wouldn't have a job, legit. So 49er fans, they need to grow a spine, and that's part of the problem. We're in the Bay Area. There's some cool people like me and J.D. and Sacktown. We don't give a shit. Can you play or can you not? Nobody cares. Even Kaepernick. Here's the thing with Kaepernick. I didn't like Kaepernick as a quarterback. So that's why I wanted Kaepernick going. If Kaepernick could play, I don't care what he does. Dude, 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 he could could drop a bomb over the Middle East. I don't care. If he can play, I don't care. I'm I'm not sending these guys Christmas cards. I want to win. It doesn't matter. That's it. If Nick Bosa wants to hang his black neighbor from a noose, well, hold on. Maybe that's a yeah, little I far. <laughs> Maybe that's a little far. Let's not get Aaron Hernandez on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick Bosa, I don't care. I know you're, I, I really get your don't. point, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had to unfollow someone on Twitter because I saw. Because they were literally calling Nick Bosa a Nazi. And the same guy also tweeted at Aubrey Huff calling him a Nazi, too, because he has conservative views. Like, I mean, what is this world coming to? Like, Danny, you're part of that crowd, too, so don't even try to act like you're not. Uh, okay. Well, that's the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you are my, if you are mildly conservative, all these, all these weirdos, and it's not just the fans. It's like the the media too, because like the media, it wasn't just the fans coming after Bosa. It was like prominent reporters, like Bomani Jones, Mike Freeman. Like the, these are people working at Bleacher Report, working at Sports Illustrated, and they were coming after him. Like, you know, the media is insane, and they're. See, that's the thing. If it wasn't for the media, no, none of these fans would probably care. Like, who cares? But the media drives this whole thing, you know? Like, I don't care. Nick Bosa is a dominant pass rusher. I can't tell you how happy I am the Niners drafted him. Thank God. He's going to make it again. Huh? He's going to make the 49ers great again. He will. Yes, he will. Let's get into the Niners. Now, I got into this on my call the last time. The Niners, I'm calling it right now. They're going 11-5. and five. They're going to win the division. The Rams are going to take a step back. They're going 9-7. and seven. We're winning the division. I don't think we'll have a first-round bye. We're going to have a wild-card game. We're going to be the three seed in the playoffs, but we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I can't tell you if we'll win yet, but we are going to the Super Bowl. We 
we have the most talent in the NFC, bar none. So you guys think that you guys could get past uh, the Rams, and uh, you think that you think the Rams won't even qualify? Yeah, the Rams are. Uh, they're gonna be. They're gonna have that typical Super Bowl loser uh, hangover, and also uh, looks like Todd Gurley has some uh, knee condition. Looks like he's not even gonna play anymore. So uh, oh, even damn. more. Yeah. So nobody's really talking about that. The the Rams are trying to keep that under wraps, but uh, you saw it. You saw it late in the year last year. Like they started going to. Uh, especially in the playoffs, they started going to Benny Cunningham. Like right, I noticed like, that. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a factor in the playoffs. Yeah, he's got some knee condition. He's he's done. Um, so the Rams are going to take a step back, and uh, Jared Goff isn't that good. So the biggest thing with the Rams' offense is the play-action passing game. You take Gurley out of the equation, and – that changes the passing game too because they're not going to be able to run their play a- play action passing game as well as they have in the past. You know right. I mean? That if you take Gurley out of there, you kind of you kind of lose the option. Then yeah, I kind of know what you mean there. And uh, their defense is getting old. Um, you know they got Talib. Talib's going to be another year older. They lost Sue. They still have the best player in football, Aaron Donald. But yeah, I uh I really think yeah, I think they're going 9 and 7 and I think they'll miss out just barely on the playoffs. I mean, how awesome is it going to be to have a competitive so Do you think, do you think that there'll be any uh do you think there'll be uh you said that uh so you, okay, hold on. So you say you're going to be in the wild card. So who's going to get that other wild card? Do you think it's going to come from the West or do you think it's going to come from somewhere else? All right. Well, uh, yeah. Let me uh, let me get into this. Hold on. How much, how much time do we have left, Danny? We have two minutes left. <laughs> oh shit. Well, yeah. yeah. Let me get into this real quick. So, uh, out of the East, it's gonna be the Eagles, twelve and four. Now, don't quote me on the records. This is just like a ballpark. Right. Eagles, twelve and four. Cowboys nine and seven miss the playoffs. Redskins or I won't even get into the. I'll just go with the winners. I don't have much time. So yeah, Eagles East, NFC North will be the Bears at thirteen and three. Packers will be a wild card at ten and six. NFC South will be the Saints at twelve and four. And wild card will be. The Buccaneers at ten and six. NFC West will be the Niners. So the six playoff teams will be the Saints, the Eagles, the Bears, the Niners. Wild cards are going to be the Packers and the Bucks. That's all right. right. And from that side. All right. Well, we got 90 seconds left. Um, and with the 90 seconds, I wanted to break some more news. Um, Bay Area Sports Radio related. Um, Greg Papa from 95.7 The Game, who's the now the 49ers play-by-play announcer, is leaving 95.7 The Game to go to KNBR 680, the 49ers flagship station, which is a big – um, some pretty big news there. Also, Garrett, longtime coach Gary Radner hiring as well. Um, so, yeah, so, some news there. Um, Niners season looking going to be going to be looking great. You know, Greg Papa going to be having some touchdown Niners calls this year with Jimmy G back. Looking forward to that. And thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great night. I party like a rock star, let the Ben's fish tail all out the window. I got it off from fish scale, Raleigh with the big 
face, now I need to go on my piece crazy. Girl, I got to go on my car, rock body, let the AC blast. I don't need love, baby, pay me cash. First of the month when the fees come, I'm hot like a rock cell. Cocktails, red bean and oxtail. Three phones, I'm trying to get a key so Weed smoke in the air, no diesel. We grow, shit you never seen, so rose, they click. Go, the shit you got to drink slow, all in my cup, bitch. I ain't on no 